0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the still hungover, Tammy the Sasquatch Underwood. said grrr, Tam. Grrr. Sure.
1: I'm getting, I'm starting to feel a little better now that I had that cup of tea. Kind of like.
0: feeling pretty much better a little bit because I've been, I'm over here pounding energy drinks and shit. Just getting in praying just that, that I either get better or die. You're going to pray
1: care. to the. Porcelain God here. Nah, that, that was a sink this morning. Oh yeah,
0: and nothing like throwing up bile with a little bit of I- dissolved ibuprofen in your stomach. It's yeah, and fucking, fucking
1: alcohol juice and yeah, yeah it's just it's just wonderful. Like, that's burns. just a... like see, that's why I'm glad I have my stomach surgery because I don't have the bile when I throw up. It's like it's just like mucus. Oh yeah, that's yeah, it's gross. really weird, but I don't mind throwing up anymore. All
0: right, so today, I got the perfect one.
1: All right, I'm okay. ready.
0: The Philadelphia Poison Ring
1: wow so
0: my researcher i think is the one who actually found this and then she typed it up and i read it and i'm a well i found
1: it and assigned it to you oh so, it was, yeah was it, on the assignment it board? was on the assignment board yeah oh
0: i didn't know fuck i yeah. don't i don't even read it to be honest i know you I don't just fucking say pick me something and tell me what the fuck i'm doing um yeah this is just i'm reading this it, like, this is amazing shit all right let's start this off let's do a little environmental background of the time that this actually happened all right boys and girls <laughs> it's the 1930s in America. America is experiencing the great economical hardship called the Great Depression. Right. National employment rate was at 15% nationwide.
1: Wow. Employment?
0: Unemployment. Oh, okay. As in 15% is not fucking employed. Right. And that, that, that's huge because, I mean, we bitch nowadays if employ- unemployment gets above 6%. Oh, totally! People are fucking losing their mind. Oh, because totally! If it's above six or seven percent, the economy is starting to crash and just yeah. burn, right? Well,
1: you know, because during COVID, it was really it's been really bad. You know, people are right. starting to get back to work now, but I mean, our economy here fucking tanked. Have you noticed that gas is up to over four bucks now in Oregon? Oh,
0: believe me, with my truck, I notice. So check this out, though, in Philadelphia. The unemployment rate would reach 25%, a quarter of their population unemployed. No jobs. They're wow. <clears throat> so, money and food were extremely scarce. Of right. course, because the you know, unemployment rate is so high, nobody's working. You right. have to have money and have a job to buy food and, and, and the things that you need to support your family, right? Right. And unfortunately, the Irish working class and the, the, the Italian immigrants clashed over being, the availability of work. Those two are fighting. So you have the drunk-ass goddamn Irish and the wannabe mobster uh, goddamn Italians.
1: Oh, yeah. Gotcha. They're, okay. Just what year it was sure. it again?
0: We're talking 1930s.
1: Okay. I just had to clarify because my son texted me.
0: So So each culture clustered together, creating their own kind of like little ghetto. Oh yeah. See? White people can get their ghetto card. Oh, you like that one? Biarch. Yeah, but it's
1: not real it's not technically the ghetto, it's the wannabe ghetto. Whatever.
0: White, you, white. you notice they didn't say anything about Greeks, I'm just saying. Racist. <laughs> the, the Italians were initially promised jobs to the City Works program if they moved. Like okay. into the city, right? Right. Well, after getting there, they quickly found themselves ineligible to work for those jobs unless they already had work visas established.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they said, hey, come live here. And they go, oh, well, I know what we promised you,
1: but right. you don't have a work
0: visa established. So piss off. We don't we don't give a right. shit about you. Fuck yourself. It's just that that's just so nice to people. Right. Even those who did have it, though, were soon shut out. They're like, hey eh, you're Italian or you're Irish. Get the hell out. Yeah. South Philadelphia had the highest concentration of Italians and the highest unemployment rate of all of, the, of all of Philadelphia. Wow. Philadelphia's mayor actually refused to contribute city funds to relief programs, which yeah. caused them to be ineligible for federal relief programs. Oh, yeah. So essentially, the, the mayor is double fucking everybody up. Because yeah. how it works, for those of you that don't know, is state by state, or city by city, mm-hmm. um, the city your city works program has to establish a relief fund. Oh yeah, so that money can go out. Like in, in the case of COVID, for example, right? Each state or each county had their own relief fund, right? And then once. You the your, you had your the county, federal,
1: and then you had the other. You, well, you, you know, you had yeah. the state
0: first, and then once your state or your county shows that they're showing that initiative, it kicks into the federal. The vets go, okay, right. you, you've shown the initiative. We know that you're actually going to use this money properly. Here's more relief. Yes, and this asshole is like, you know what? Fuck you all. Don't yeah. care. You guys can kiss my ass. Die. Well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Jacked up shit.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So the ringleaders. Let's get to them. Paul Perillo was born on uh, January 26th of 1892 in Moscum, Italy and immigrated to the US in 1910. Both him and his wife and, and Angelina were able to speak, read and write English. So that's a, that's a big that's a big plus, oh, for totally. them, right? So check this out. He was a tailor, he owned his own shop and his house.
2: So okay. he's doing pretty good, okay.
0: right? He was even able to send his oldest son to college. Wow. Paul also spent a number of years learning uh, from an African-American seer at 50 cents per lesson. We'll get to what that is in a second.
1: It's a psychic.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to get to that uh, in a minute. Sorry. I right
1: apologize. There. Our listeners
0: aren't seeing it. What the fuck is a seer, man? Like, what's he seeing? To... Yeah. This was a, well, this is a well-known Uh, In their community, although it might have seemed strange to us, it does make sense in cultural context. Right. The Italian community believes strongly in things like the evil eye and black magic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, the evil eye is the look or stare meant to bring harm to those who it's cast upon.
1: Right. Right. Totally.
0: I called it my grandma being pissed off. That's what I well, called
1: Well, yeah, because, you know, you've you've often talked about how scary your grandma was.
0: My grandma, Pearlie, was like four foot nothing. She's like five foot tall or below. And when she died, she was like 105 or something like that. And wow. to the day she died, I know for a fact. Now, y'all, when my grandma died, this before I shrank and had a back injury. I was six foot tall, and I was at... Uh, 270 pounds, solid muscle. Yeah. Because I lifted. Yeah. Just absolutely solid, under 5% body fat. And I am convinced that to this day, and she's been dead over 20 years.
1: She'll kick your ass.
0: She can kick my ass. From the grave. From the grave, hands down. And oh, I'm totally. not, I'm not afraid of any man on the fucking planet. It's not because I'm a tough guy. I just don't know fear. My grandmother is the only person to this day scares the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. That woman I know could just Fucking she'd knock my dick in the dirt. Oh, yeah, totally. And, uh, and then she'd go, Now, this What'd is the you way we're going to do from this. this. Did we learn a lesson, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, so we did. We did. Yeah. We're all good. You
1: know, we, we, we learned a lot today, Granny.
0: That's <laughs> right, man. So, by all appearances, though, the dude seems like a successful businessman living the American dream. Yeah. Being from Italy, which is what everybody wanted. Is there, is there immigrating into right. the U.S.? Because or we're a melting, to the American dream.
1: Yeah, it's like. People know that they can come here and be entrepreneurs and all that other junk that they don't get in their own countries.
0: Right, especially in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. you know, people immigrated here because this was the land of opportunity.
1: Totally,
2: totally. If
0: you wanted a chance to uh, kind of test your metal, so to speak, yeah. and create your own business and live the, with the American dream, this is where you came. Yeah. You didn't go to Mexico. You didn't go anywhere else. You came to the U.S. to build your own empire.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, because my, my great-grandpa did it. Uh-huh. You know, my great-grandpa, I mean, I'm a third-generation immigrant. Because Get back
0: on that kid. goddamn mic. I don't know what the fuck you're doing over there, but Jesus Christ. I
1: was getting my biscuit. Sorry. Biscuit eater. <laughs> no, Done with your biscuitness. <laughs> Anyways, no, because... Um, Butter
0: my biscuit.
1: Shut up, dude. Anyways, no, because my great-grandpa did it. He came over from the Netherlands, and he fought his way over here. And, you know, my grandpa told stories about how his dad... You know cried when he saw the Statue of Liberty and went through Ellis Island because yeah. he knew that he was in the land of the free, and you know he went to Minnesota and developed a homestead farm and
0: right and that 's why I'm big on kind of uh and
1: that was right right around World war one I.
0: I promote the fact of that it doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you 're raised rich or poor, mm-hmm. you can honestly become a millionaire mm-hmm. in this country. If A, you have to have a skill set. You have yeah. to have a viable skill set. Like, seriously, if you're a dumb shit and you have no skill set, <laughs> then... Lucas and
1: Tool.
0: <laughs> like Lucas and Tool. You
1: become a serial
0: killer. <laughs> or you can probably do some weird-ass YouTube videos and make some money. Oh, but yeah, now. All in all, you're not, you're not going to create uh, like what, what I've created. Right. Not not tooting my own horn, right. but a little bit about my background. As y'all know, I was raised piss-ass poor.
1: Right, right, right. I mean,
0: there was times when we went out without like basic necessities of oh, life. Oh, yeah,
1: totally, totally.
0: And what pisses me off, one of the things that pisses me off the most is when people sit there and go, well, I was raised poor. I was raised in the ghetto. I was raised in the hood. And that's the way. I'm My life's just going to be that way because that's how I, you know, that's, this is where I was yeah. from. No. From. Makes up You don't better. have to be.
1: Yeah, you don't. You can yeah. you can be the change.
0: Yeah. Make that change in your mm-hmm. fucking life, man. There's yeah. A,
1: break the cycle.
0: My, my dad, while he was a very abusive person. Right, right, right. Taught me some great things. Oh, yeah. And one of those things was, you look at me and go, boy. Scott, Scott, come over here and sit down, boy. I a mean, They
1: didn't call you by your real first name? No. Oh, okay.
0: Not as an adult, because I'll kill a motherfucker.
1: No, I, I, I'm not saying it, but you know. Because um, you know. Went,
0: boy, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those who make excuses and those who make a difference. You ask yourself, boy, what kind of man are you today? Are you going to be making excuses? Are you going to make a difference?
1: Oh, that's good.
0: It's a very powerful statement, no. man.
1: It is a powerful statement. I mean, yeah, because my grandpa, my grandpa was a huge influence in my life. He, we lived with them for a while. They lived on the same property, but um, he would tell us how to do something and we'd do it that way, but it wasn't good enough, you know, because, and we're like, I, cause I remember telling him one time, grandpa I did it exactly how you said he goes, you should have found a better way. Yeah.
0: My my dad would let me my my dad, while he was physically abusive. Oh, yeah. Was my biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. in everything that I have ever done. Oh, everything. Yeah. While everybody else in the family was sitting there going, like, you're not gonna make anything in the music industry, you know, because blah, 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 you're gonna wind up in a gutter. My dad's sitting there going, Boy, if that's what you're good at and I think you're good at it, you go do it. If you want it, you get it. But be the best. Of the right. best at anything you do. Oh, yeah. And to this day, like I said, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I am the best at every fucking thing I do. Right. Because when I see somebody who's better than me at, at anything, doesn't mean matter the trucking company or music,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I look at them and go, okay, why are they succeeding more than I am?
1: Right. And what, I'm that competitive. And, but and, you know.
0: and, and it's not it's not a matter of, like, like I want to tear them down so they don't. I, no, I want to know what skill set they have. Right. What am I doing wrong? Right. What am I not doing that they're doing to get them to that next level?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Because when I started my grocery delivery job, you know, you get your analytics at the end of the day that tells you how fast you delivered and everything like that. And, you know, they have a list of the top five. Right. And I was like, bitch, I'm going to be on that top five at Mm -hmm. least. And within a week of me starting, I was on the top five, you know, and it's like I strive for the five star rating every time so I could get my bonus and all that shit. You know, except for when I delivered to this one chick, I knew I'd never get my bonus because she won't give anything higher than three stars, stupid bitch. <laughs> but, you know, and I constantly had comments about it. It's like, you know, this is the best shopper because... I won't buy them. I didn't buy them anything I wouldn't buy for myself.
0: Which makes sense, which honestly. yeah.
1: So I check expiration dates. I look for bruises. I look for, you know, mold on the fruit and all that other crap. And I had people say, you know what? I've never had this experience with a shopper before. And I even had some people say, I was so happy when I saw your name as my shopper. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot.
0: <laughs> I've actually spread that work ethic yeah. um, to, to Dawn. Because she was going to Beaverton every day, and uh, she's been at the same company for, uh, like, ever. And uh, while she was over there, I was wondering, well, why the hell is she her manager, man? You've been here, for, like, fucking forever. Um, so, her, her and I were talking. Now, she's she's at a different place. Uh, mm-hmm. Same company, different place. And she's she's excelled. Just fucking right. She's tearing it up, man. <laughs>
1: tearing that shit up.
0: Yeah. Because she's being the best of the fucking best. Totally, totally. And and I get on a soapbox about this, boys and girls, only because I hear so many people, maybe not you personally, but so many people making excuses, making excuses about how your life is turning out. Put your head out of your ass. That's the bottom. Here's your wake-up call. Put your fucking head out of your ass. You can be the change in your own life. Well,
1: And it kills me now because of the mask mandate. When I had to wear the mask shopping, I was okay. But when we started having to wear it when we delivered, and I'm walking up four flights of stairs carrying those heavy cases of water, I couldn't breathe. And I'm claustrophobic and I've got to admit, if I had to carry
0: cases of uh, water upstairs without a mask and with oxygen, I still wouldn't be able to breathe. Well, there was one
1: guy who ordered four cases of Gatorade, two cases of Monster, and three cases of water, and he lived on the fourth floor of an apartment complex. I had carried everything up, and he... I, one more case left and he goes, do you need some help? I'm like, bitch, why now?
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks. That's mighty white of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. No, just just sit there. I got this one there, yeah. Skippy.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I couldn't, I, because of my arm and everything, I can't carry more than more <laughs> case, bitch. And so, yeah, but no. And it's like my regular customers and everything, if they order something and I know they order it all the time and I didn't see it on their order, I would text them and say, oh, this wasn't on your order. Do you need it? You know, yeah, because sometimes sense. they forget shit, but yeah.
0: So let's talk about Paul's cousin a little bit, okay? Okay,
1: we got it. And
0: with everything that I just said, don't follow this guy's path completely. Jesus fucking Christ, don't be an idiot. <laughs> so Paul's cousin's name was Herman Petillo. Petrillo. P-E-T-R-I-L-L-O. Petrillo. And he was born on uh November That's the golden
1: girl's name. It is? Yeah. Oh shit. Dorothy Petrillo.
0: That's kinda hot. Yeah. She's ancient. Mm, wrinkly. He was born on November 16th of 1893. Uh, to Clemente Petri- Petrero, I think that's a typo. Anyway, and Maria Sisto in Massacone, Italy.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, those are Italian names for sure.
0: Very. Oh, my God. That's so damn Italian, I think I'm growing a Mario Brothers mustache, mm-hmm. and I'm going to become like a fucking plumber. That's, that's how Italian that is, just reading that. So Herman immigrated. You already have a
1: plumber's cracks. So go ahead. Yes, I do. You want to see it? <laughs> no.
0: You sure? No. no yes, crack I'm crack? sure. Okay. <laughs> Herman immigrated to the sa- about the same time that Paul did. Mm-hmm. He found work as a spaghetti salesman. Oh, okay. Yes, you heard that right, boys and girls. A spaghetti salesman, as in pasta. I,
1: but did he cook it and sell it, or did he just sell the dry
0: stuff? Herman, we're about ready to fucking find that okay. out, I think. Maybe. I don't fucking know. We're going to find out, though. He married Margarita Str- Str- Stromboli. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Strace. Strace. Who? Strace. Okay. S-T-A-R-A-C-E. Strace. Okay. And they would have five kids. One boy and five girls. Herman, do you know how that shit happens? Jesus fucking Christ. Get a new hobby. At like, least he
1: got a son out of it, so.
0: Well, that's just too much. Dude, fucking kids, man. So Herman... Ran aside side, ran, he kind of ran a side hustle as an arsonist for hire. Okay, and that was for a while, right? Yeah, he'd set fire to people's property so they could collect an insurance claim for a fee, of course. Of course. Then he encountered a counterfeiter.
2: Ooh! See,
0: small businessman building his empire. Of course. So seeing that money, uh, seeing money appear from literally nothing, totally piqued his interest. He's all, huh? Ah, Son of a bitch. There is a money tree. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Hermit buckled down and studied on how to become an expert counterfeiter. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, build your business. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, Do Be the best you can be.
0: That's right. Goddamn. So anywho, now the depression hits. <clears throat> so everybody's on Xanax. And yeah. No.
1: <laughs> dude. That's my favorite. (laughs) We were talking about that this morning.
0: We were Zenny bars, man. But the growing depression, Paul found it more and more difficult to make a living. Now, Paul, keep in mind, he's a tailor. Right. He's making people's clothes, right? Um, Because few people could really afford custom-made clothing. It's a depression, man. So you go from having that extra pocket change, you go, yeah, I need to have a pair of slacks made, you know, and Right, right, right. To going, "Um, I need to be able to buy food.
1: Oh, yeah, Totally.
0: This, combined with the rise of department stores and mass product uh, produced clothing, right. meant that he had to look at an alternative means of income. Oh yeah, Paul ran a life insurance scam from the back of his shop. He would offer cheap life insurance to those that were poor uh, in poor health, right, and list himself as the beneficiary. Wow. So, at this time, American life insurance didn't require a health check for policies under $500. Oh, okay. So, you find the sick people, you go, no, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this shit. Yeah. Because you're dying yeah. like now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> dying today.
0: Today. Oh, kind of like the chick we who killed her? Allegedly, may have killed her husband when the life insurance policies overlapped.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Belle Guinness, I think.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. The one that disappeared.
0: <laughs> so by 1931, Paul and Herman would join forces and recruit thugs to help them in their uh, as their ambitions grew. Right. They offered murder for hire as well as arson. Uh they charged three hundred dollars. Right. 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 And uh, 10% on any claims over $1,000. Uh, intended murder victims would have insurance policies taken out on them without their knowledge. Which makes sense. You kind of you know that they're, they're going to be taking the yeah. dirt nap pretty soon. It's a pretty safe bet.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: It's kind of like playing poker or playing blackjack and you know the dealer's handing you blackjack every time he kind of winks.
1: Yeah, totally. Counting cards.
0: Oh, yeah. Policies which contained a double, double indemnity clause, which would mean that double payout for an accidental death. The victims were then murdered in a way that made it look like it was a violent accident. Wow. I, gotta, I don't agree with what they're doing. I don't.
1: But, dude, they're innovative.
0: They're taking the initiative. <laughs> they're innovative. They're thinking outside the box. And putting people in a box.
2: Right. I kind of see, I kind of respect it.
0: I don't I don't agree with it. Just saying I respect it a little bit. So Herman referred to this as sending them to California. Wow. Drowning and hit and run would become their go-to methods.
1: Sending them to California. Uh-huh. Isn't that where everybody goes to die?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That or Florida. <laughs>
1: Like we always said in football that all the quarterbacks go to Minnesota Vikings to retire because that's the old, folk, old quarterback home.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Herman will also maintain his counterfeiting activities, including the sale of counterfeit bills for legal tender. Right. So, like I said, expanding, thinking outside the box, kind of like these guys. I've got to met. Yeah. One of the thugs recruited was Morris Bulber a.k.a. the rabbi.
2: Shalom. Shalom. We're going to talk about the rabbi. Morris was Jewish, born January 3rd, 1886.
0: And what the fuck kind of name is that? Tor- 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 Tortobois? Russia? Okay, it's another fucked up Russian name. Okay. Something about tortoises <laughs> only, in Russia. It
1: only had one vowel.
0: <laughs> yeah. A yeah, Jew. that's
1: kind of weird, Jewish born in Russia.
2: Why is that weird? My cousin, Morty, oh, is, a Jew, is a Russian Jew, too.
1: Well, a lot of Jews did immigrate. Well, that's before World War II. I have to, to adjust Russian my yarmulke, hold when on. When they were being persecuted, but.
2: I'm always persecuted because I'm a Jew.
0: So, anywho's, they're in Mother Russia. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was born to late Levy B- Bulber and Sharifa Mirowitz. That's a very Jew name right there, Jesus fucking Christ, Merowitz. That's but like what
1: was the other one?
0: Levy, L-A-I-V-Y. Oh. Never heard that name either. All right, well, oh, party on. He was raised by his grandparents and entered Grando State University at age nine. Mm. What a smart fucking kid, man. Shalom.
1: No shit.
0: He graduated when he was twelve years old. He tutored children after graduating. Morris developed an obsession with the Kabbalah and moved in, and moved. Uh, he moved in 1905 to China and studied under uh, a sorceress named Rhino. So Kabbalah was popular back then? I'm guessing. What the fuck is Kabbalah?
1: It's, it's the ones that wear the red band around their arm that Madonna was really into. Okay. It's no, almost for a like Scientology. I don't
0: know shit because I'm half retarded. Um, like
1: yeah, you guys need to explain that to us. No, I'm yeah, kidding. put
0: a little side note in there, going, "Dear retard, this is what I well, mean by that's, Kabbalah." Well, because
1: I know it's like a, it's like a really weird, like cultish religion.
0: I think I had an infection around my brain once called the Kabbalah, but I'm not sure. Or I danced the Kabbalah. I don't know. It was something like that. I like the source's hey, name though. She's
1: got the description right there.
0: Oh, sweet. Okay, let's read a description of what the fuck. The... I can't because I'm goddamn blind. Jewish Kabbalah is a set of Eso- ecocentric te- teachings meant to explain the relationship between the unchanging e- eternal God, the mysterious Ein Sof. You know what? No. Fuck it. If you guys want to know, I can't read half the damn words, but you want to know why? Because it has things like Ein Sof, Hinkenfanger. Yeah, that's you know, German and Jewish. What the hell's going on with them? No, fuck no. You know what? Look that shit up. That's what you guys want to know. I like the source's name of Rhino though. That's I'm gonna change my name to that Rhino. Oh, okay. Apparently, it's for occult. No, for for Jew. It's Jew occultist. That's what that is. He lived there for five years, learning how to make potions and use the healing arts. In 1911, Morris immigrated to New York City, where he married and had four kids. Knock it off, having all the fucking kids. (laughs) Christ, man. Some of us hate children. I just want to see your fucking crotch cop. Yeah, I'm surprised you had
1: two, but whatever. I want
0: to still murder him, like, half the time. Just fucking kids.
1: Well, I want to just... murder your son, too, sometimes. Oh, that's
0: mean, man. I like my son. He's all right.
1: Well, I like him, too, but there's sometimes when I just want to shoot him because of what he says to me.
0: Oh, no. I'll give it that. I'm going to let you two just duke it out. <laughs> so, he worked as a teacher and saved his money, eventually opening a successful grocery store. Hmm. In 1931, due to the economy, he had to close his doors. Mm. Poor Morris in his grocery store. Well, I wonder That was if every, the
2: Depression. And everything that was kosher. And they said, no, Jew, we don't care about your kosher. And I had to close the doors.
1: Well, that was in the Depression, too.
2: It makes me sad. That's not a shalom. That's an oy vey.
1: Oy vey.
0: <laughs> You're so, an oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> Morris moved his family to Philadelphia, where he became a teacher. And uh, he prepared boys for their bar mitzvahs. I'm surprised I actually got that correct. Goddamn. And advertised himself as a healer. He would then meet and become close friends with Paul Petrillo. So let's talk about some early victims. Okay. A few of their early victims were Ralph Caruso and Joseph Arena. Uh, They were both drowned and bludgeoned to death on separate fishing trips. Okay. Of course, you know, probably had some life insurance going on there. So, Yeah. That's thinking outside the box. I'm, I'm kind of really digging these guys. Right. John Wallishin was bludgeoned and ran over with a car repeatedly. Because, you know, if one set of tire tracks won't do it over you, like one will. That's like running
1: over him, backing up over him, running over him again. Yeah, that's some brutal shit.
0: While singing Born to be Wild.
1: <laughs> I can't y- drive 55.
2: Get your shuttle on running. Run Hitting over it on the a victim. <laughs> Back over John again. <laughs>
0: and so run him bad. over one more time. <laughs> we are so bad. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: yeah, the blood is gonna make it happen. Watch his arms
0: as they separate. Drive. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just fucking laughing too hard. Dude, you're my brain's just so just...
1: fucking stupid. <laughs> Do you did you come from Iowa just now?
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Anthony Giscob, that's his name now. Giscob's <laughs> wife was a patient of Morris's. She confided in him about her husband's infidelity. Okay. At Morris's suggestion, Paul wooed her gained her cooperation in his murder and agreed to split the $10,000 life insurance policy. Oh, okay. Gisso was a heavy tr- uh, really heavy drinker. His wife stripped him, stripped him down of his clothes, and left him next to an open window in the middle of a winter storm.
1: Holy fuck! So Ted. he would
0: freeze to death.
1: Holy shit, yo!
0: That is fucking That's some brutal up.
1: fucking shit right there.
0: Jesus Christ! You want that? That's exactly why I don't piss off my lady. I'm just saying because I know that she's really sweet and really nice, but I'm pretty sure that she could murder me. And here's the fucked up thing: nobody was suspected. Because she looks like... Yeah. She looks like she's a librarian. That's well, what she looks well, like. Well,
1: and that's just it. Is Me and the tech guy were talking, or maybe it was you and I talking, that they would suspect me and him first over her.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. She could kill us all. In the, it can't, it, it, she'd be like Carol Cole. She could be sitting there, no, I killed him. Ma'am, step out of the way. We're looking for somebody who killed everybody here. It's me. He no, died no, 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 of no,
1: natural causes. I don't care if you wrapped him up in a shower exactly, curtain and put him in the closet. He
0: stabbed 15 times. He's wrapped up yeah. and he's just decapitated. That's, that's natural causes right Yeah. There. That's what happened. I don't. Him. We
1: don't know how he got decapitated. Probably head fell off when he rotted. That's right. <laughs>
0: His head fell off when he fell while he was wrapped up and stabbed. <laughs> fell on the knife thirty two times. But
1: hey, it worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, knife's in the bathroom. You stabbed thirty seven times. That's a hell of a fall, isn't it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Must <have> be <been> clumsy. <laughs>
1: stab you one hundred and twenty two times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I've had some cats. I've, I've I've stabbed some cats, but fucking never been stabbed <laughs> myself that much.
1: Go on. <laughs> In 1932,
0: as the ring act, uh, the ring's activities grew, so did its members, branching out from simply murder and arson for, hi- uh, for hire. Yeah, they recruited wise women, witches known as. Here's another one. He's fucking spelled this shit frenetically. God damn it!
1: I know, right?
0: Fettericis. Doop Vateriches. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. God. Hurt on phonic shit. And I actually read this before we presented I want to point that out. Still can't pronounce out pronounce this shit. Hangover, take the wheel. Maria, Karina, Flap, Flav, Flavto, Flapto, Flapto, whatever. Josephine Sedita and Rose Ka- Karina. Fuck me, goddamn. Uh, these women would become known as the Poison Widows and would later recruit others. They would offer love potions. Love potion number nine. Um, Remember that song? Yeah, okay. He went blank. That's like from the fucking 50s. Yeah,
1: I know it. There's a drink called love potion number nine, too.
0: That's why I call it in my pants. But anyway. Um, they would offer love potions, incantations. Love potion number two inch. Notice the silence.
1: My son's gonna laugh at that one.
0: Give me some murdering going on.
1: <laughs> you hear a loud bang, just ignore it, people. Just ignore it.
0: <laughs> I accidentally dropped something.
1: <laughs> a bullet in her head. <laughs>
0: Nine times. <laughs> incantations or powders. To superstitious, largely illiterate, emotionally vulnerable, abused women, which makes sense. And let me tell you why from the psychology level before I go on. The easiest people to take advantage of are those who are abused. Yes. That's that's what perpetuates the cycle of abuse. So if a woman has been, and you women are especially vulnerable to this. Yes. Because you're taught to kind of follow your man. Right, and we're also taught that
1: we're worthless, right? Without them,
0: as opposed to men, we're taught to dominate, dominate, Mm -hmm. and lead people forward. Right. So, if you have a chick who's been um, victimized and abused throughout childhood. She's going to seek out, normally seek out somebody who is abusive. Then they get rid of that abusive guy, and they feel, I'm liberated. Got rid of this abusive guy. This is going to be great. But almost every time until they get counseling, or, and this is with anybody, not just women, but um, get counseling and break that cycle, they're going to find somebody else who's abusive. Right. And it's going to perpetuate that cycle of abuse. Right. And that's what they're relying on. They right. want vulnerable, abused women mm-hmm. because they're looking for that last hope. Like, hey- Anything you could do, give me a love potion, give me um, some powders, give me a chant, give me a ring—anything that will help my life. When and plus they're largely illiterate, so you can assume they have the IQ of Lucas and Tool on a good day.
1: Yeah, I mean um, they can still have a high IQ, but because schooling was so rare back then, you know. But at this, but then statistics do prove that an abused woman will return to an abusive relationship seven times before she gets out.
0: Do you know why?
1: Because it takes seven times to form a habit.
0: Plus, people return to abusive habits because while you know it's wrong, it offers up a level of of, uh, of normality. Yeah,
1: that's true, too. That's That's true, too.
0: And it, it's fucked up. I went through the same thing before I got anger management and shit like that. While I knew that yelling at people and being a total dick uh, and, and and verbally abusive was wrong,
1: you couldn't stop yourself from doing it.
0: It felt good at the time. Yeah. It it offered up normality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not until you learn to change those habits mm-hmm. that you can break that 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 cycle. that cycle.
1: Yeah. Totally. Totally.
0: All right. So let's get Totes on with these motherfuckers. Dotes my goats. <laughs> Sometimes they were murderous, but mostly simply gullible. Yeah. Despite the scarcity of money, these women were miserable, and despite enough uh, not having enough to scrape up the three hundred dollar fee, they still went to these women. They'd scrape together that money, whole three hundred bucks. That's a chunk of change.
1: That is a chunk.
0: That's a chunk of change for That's poor a healthy people. Chunk. That's a healthy chunk for people now. Yeah. That are indigent. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking the 30s. You could, like, I think you could buy, like, a whole cow in a whole city block for that. Dude. I, I don't know what the fuck Yeah, you could, could
1: buy a pack of cigarettes for, like, 10 cents back then.
0: I wish you could buy cigarettes for that now. Yeah, damn. no d- shit, yo. $100, I would, $100 on I, a- I would murder all these people's husbands if I could buy <laughs> cigarettes for that. I'm cool with that. Fuck. In reality, these potions and powders would be simply, you ready for this? Arsenic. Arsenic. Or antimony. Mm. Now, I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up. And I had to print it on here when I was doing my form of editing. Because I was talking to my researcher, I go, the fuck? First, she said alimony. I said, alimony is what you pay when you get divorced.
1: Right. Well, we did come across that one doctor who only killed his wife with antimony in England or in Scotland. We did? Yeah, or Ireland. Dublin? No. Dublin? I can't can't remember. But yeah, we talked about it, but we went into it briefly, because I was like, at least you didn't use arsenic. <laughs>
0: no, okay. It sounds sort of familiar. Um, yeah, but that's a basic bitch thing. But people are pouring, they're, they're fucking getting tons True. of arsenic. So.
1: Dude, how much coffee do you have left? A lot or a little?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. We're about ready to find out. Just bear with me, boys and girls. I got to pour some coffee here. coffee. I might You're, have to have the intern make some more. Even though I got to pee? <laughs> Yeah, I think this is going to do it. Yeah. We're going to need some more coffee. It's all good. So, what is antimony? you might ask? Antimony is a chemical element with the symbol of SB and an atomic number of 51. I just copied and pasted it, and I thought that was fascinating because I never look up atomic numbers.
1: No, that's pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. Illustrious gray metalloid. It is found in nature mainly as a sulfide mineral, okay. Uh, stibnite. Okay. I don't know what the fuck, stibnite is? All right. Anemone, uh compounds have been known since ancient times and were powdered for use in uh, medicine and cosmetics. Often known by the Arabic, uh, the Arabic name of coal, K O H L.
1: Yes, and you know they still use coal in. Really? Uh, yeah, mass uh, eyeliners and stuff. You can get coal eyeliners.
0: Oh, holy shit! Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. The earliest known description of this uh, of the metal in Western culture was written in 1540 by Benicio Bering. Benicio. Thank you, Bering. That's a long fucking name. Jesus, I got a fucking brain tumor reading that. These women were told to sprinkle it on their husband's spaghetti. They probably got it from the spaghetti salesman. Knock, knock, knock. I got some spaghetti. Right. Coincidentally, like that's what we need. Yeah. Little like a bit little bit of parm, parm on there, eat, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell us
1: when to stop. Dude, <laughs> just use the whole brick.
0: <laughs> Gee, my loving husband who doesn't ever beat me all the fucking time. How much do you want? No, this will make it extra good for you. Yeah.
1: it'll be delicious. You have to take a drink of your coffee. I
0: did. I am just, I'm dragging ass, man. We can man. hear you slurping.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some people like that. Depends. Ask your mom. Anyway, the love potion could cure their husbands, but if he was irredeemable, mm. he would die.
1: Oh. Think about so like that. like a witch doctor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> kind of like sprinkle this on his pasta. And it's actually smart to market it that way. And let me tell you why. If they use a little bit, mm-hmm. it might help out, right? Mm-hmm. If he dies, well, obviously he was irredeemable because they used
1: too Right, much. like the wit- witch trials. Put them in, throw them in the water <laughs> like with bricks, and if they survive, they're witches. If they don't, they weren't. Oh, well, we were wrong.
0: It's a, oops. <laughs> well, ain't that a bitch? We were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Next. This statement was critical because it brought their silence. As they could not, uh, they could could then be held criminally accountable. So they had to stay quiet, right? You can't tell where you got it. What happened, right? Life insurance policies with double indemnity clauses would be taken out on their husbands with one of the ring's members listed as the beneficiary. Oh, okay. Instead of the victim's spouse, by the way.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, the victims fats are like, adios, motherfucker. We're going to take care of this shit, but we're going to get the money from it. So, fuck off. Yeah. Publicly, it would look like Paul and Herman were running a uh, a matrimonial service. Thank you. Dude, I can't read today. Fuck me. Helping widows find new husbands and uh, filing out life insurance paperwork for them. What kind of upstanding citizens, right? I'm just proud I'm of them. Being They're
1: helpful. Just, Stop being so judgmental. I'm not.
0: They're helping. Mm, Feel the love. 100%. They even had divided, uh, they even had a division dedicated to helping unhappy husbands handled by Provincia Michani. Michani? M-I-C-H-I-C-H-I? Michani. Machichi, Machini. Okay, no, we'll go with that. Or Fuck bikini, it. one of the two. Yeah, bikini, machini. I didn't say bikini, bitch. I didn't say bitch at all. You have a potty mouth.
1: I do. I do.
0: As business boomed, the ring was treated less like an informal gang than a serious business. Life insurance agents were employed to smooth out the paperwork and pharmacists were recruited to supply the, quote, medicines... Wow. Yeah, they're getting smart. I like it. They're, they're expanding. They're, they're networking. Really good for the time. There you go. It's fucked up. I don't agree with what they did, but it's, it's brilliant. Paul and Herman were able to open new branches in New York, New Jersey, and Delaware, in addition to the two branches in Philadelphia. The North Philadelphia branch was ran by Herman and Morris, and the South branch was by, ran by Paul and uh, Karina. Uh, that's that uh, Favado chick green of Wow In all, there were suspected at least 75 people associated as directors, branch managers and agents. Wow all exploited the superstitions of the common uh, the superstitions common in Itali- in the Italian community. It should be noted that they believed in these superstitions themselves. By the way, they, everybody involved, yeah, like yeah, no, this shit works, you know, like <laughs> like uh, both Stevie Ray Vaughan sang about, and I uh, 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 can't remember his name, but you know, very superstitious.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Stevie Wonder. That's it. Um, this is what made yeah. This is what made them great salespeople, and we've talked about that in marketing meetings. Oh so yeah. We, Market things that you believe in. Don't just do random fucking commercials that yeah. you don't. You know? In 1938, George Meyer was released from prison and wanted to start up an upholstery cleaning shop. He needed $25 and was directed to speak with Herman Patrillo, Okay. Herman offered him 500 legal tender up front and $2,500 in counterfeit bills if he killed Fernando Alfonso. Alphonse. Alfonzi, And made it look like an accident. <clears throat> they discussed various ways to commit the crime, including hitting him over the head with a lead pipe. Oh my god, that comes from the cliche mine. Fuck me. Then throwing him down a set of stairs. How much more cliche can you get than that? Like yeah. seriously.
1: Well, I've that's been like hit off with a, lead pipes before. It's that's painful. like off
0: a movie noir yeah. shit going on right there.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, but when your stepdad brings it up and rears it up like a bat, it hurts like a fucking sumbitch.
0: Does that make him Batman?
1: No, it yeah. takes some... It means Hello, is I this thing on? Uh, tough
2: audience. Yeah.
0: Ultimately, Myers uh, decided he wasn't interested in becoming a murderer. He went to the police who deemed him delusional, by the way. They said, ah, oh, you're crazy. Get the fuck out of here, you kid.
1: <laughs> you we don't scamp? need you, you see. <laughs> you scamp. <laughs>
0: Run along, you little pre- you inmate scamp. Negative male inmate. Negative
1: male inmate.
0: <laughs> Bitch. Meyer decided to contact the Philadelphia branch of the Secret Service and sell them the information. If you didn't know their primary role isn't guarding the president, by the way, but investigating counterfeiting and other financial crimes. That's yeah, that's Secret Service too, Service's yeah. main goal. They, they do protect the president, but that's not their main job. Ju- no, and there's only like
1: five that protect the, the president. president. The, crime, the
0: rest yeah. of them are for you counterfeiters yeah. and other dickheads out there who want to do yeah, financial crimes. Yeah, and
1: like cyber crimes now too, yeah. Right,
0: correct. The Secret Service, already was; they were already investigating Herman for fraud.
1: Yeah, for, like, the counterfeit fraud? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah,
0: They're like, we already know about this bitch, but hey, yeah. what else you got for us, right? So far, the cousins had avoided charges of insurance fraud, arson, and counterfeiting. Wow. The Secret Service, she put the SS, and I started thinking we're going into Nazis here, Sieg Heil. <laughs> the Secret Service already had two undercover agents, uh... Landroit and Phillips Meyer was told that he would only get paid if he went undercover and helped pr- prove the case against Herman well Meyer introduced Phillips to Herman as an ex-convict who w- would be willing to commit the murder so he takes a Secret Service guy and says
2: hey oi, I'm a Jew too I'm just assuming he's Jewish this is my friend, Mr. Phillips. He was in the joint with me too, and he'll kill a motherfucker for but you. But he was long. really a Secret Service
0: agent. Oh, yeah. Totally Secret yeah. Service. You know? Yeah. Secret Agent Man. Which I actually thought the lyrics to that song was Secret Asian Man.
1: Did you really? I did. That's okay. My brother thought this lyric to 18 wheels and a dozen roses was 18 wheels and guns and roses.
0: That's not the lyrics. <laughs>
1: I was just like, he was singing, it. he was belting it out one day when we were younger, and I looked at him and said, what the fuck? <laughs> Whenever
0: I'm seeing Kathy Matea songs in my truck from now on, I am singing that 18 Wheels and Guns and Roses. Welcome to the jungles, bitches. It's the cold November rain.
1: <laughs> Dude. I love November <laughs> Rain. That's like one of my favorite songs. Oh, and that, and uh, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. That's now awesome. That's on in my backyard. Yeah,
0: that's on the Lies album. Yeah. That's a damn good, I think, honestly, that was the best album, was, was yeah. uh, G&R Lies was yeah. the best. Um, Appetite Point for Destruction was good, and so was Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. They were awesome. Yeah. Spaghetti Incident sucked, and Chinese Democracy that Axel tried to do on his own, just fucking blew dogs. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't let a dog piss on that album, to be honest. Yeah. But uh Is that what you lies. turned down. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that I said, nope, not gonna do. Yeah. That's a long ass yes story. Okay, so the plan was to buy or steal a car, take Alphonse to a dark, secluded country road, and run him over. Of course. Yeah. Make it look like an accident, right? Yeah. Herman wanted Meyer to steal to, to steal the car. Phillips wanted Herman to give him money to buy a car. This was in hopes that he would be able to link Herman to the counterfeit money. You kind of get where he's going with that? Yeah. If you give me money to buy it. Then we've got, um, you know, we've got the counterfeit bills. Oh, here, let me take out my tea bags. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Tea teabag. Are you, you teabagging you know, the intern? I'm not. Can
1: you, yeah, can you put those on the plate for me? Thank you. I am not teabagging the intern. <laughs> I don't care what he propositions me.
0: Uh, in, your, in your case, it would be clam dip, right? Intern, is she trying to teabag you?
1: She did it. She did it last night. You're so fucking full of shit.
0: <laughs> Intern got clam dipped by a Sasquatch. Uh,
1: that is not true. That is not true it's a at sad all. sad
0: fucking day. Sad. It's fucking, It just breaks my heart, man.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Herman said to give him two weeks to come up with the money. That's what he's saying to Phillips. Wow. Makes sense. He's a counterfeiter, right? Well. When two weeks passed, and Meyer got a little, Meyer started getting a little nervous. He decided wow. to stop by Alphonse's house, posing as a construction worker. He was followed by a mechanic and an Indian, and they started singing YMCA. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna start doing that myself, doing the YMCA <laughs> over there. There, he learned Alphonse was gravely ill. Huh, coincidence, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. With the antimony.
0: <laughs> with the antimony. <laughs> he contacted Phillips, uh, who along with Landroit posed as insurance agents. Okay. They found a with, uh, with bulging eyes, immobility, and unable to speak. They, con- they, they contacted the police. Now, Afonzi was taken to the hospital. Herman called shortly after, saying that he had the money. Okay. At the point of meeting Herman, uh, at meeting her, meeting Herman. At the point, oh, I'm sorry. At the meeting, Herman handed Phillips an envelope full of cash. Phillips asked about uh, the plan to kill Afonzi. Herman replied, "In your best Italian mob voice,
2: come here, come here, get closer, come here, Mister Phillips." <laughs>
1: I got you don't worry about it. I'm going to worry that you cannot refuse.
2: Mr. Phillips, don't worry about it. It's been handled. We have ways of handling these things. Yeah. You just go on your way now. You're a good kid. I like you.
1: I'm going to make you an offer You can't refuse.
0: <laughs> Fernando Al- Alfonsi died on October 27th of 1938 at the National Stomach Hospital. Cause of death. Ready? Heavy metal poisoning. That's right. He was listening to some Judas Priest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Iron Maiden. Little Maiden
0: going on in there. <laughs> Little Motley Crue shouting at the devil. Woo! <laughs> Shout. <laughs> I want my MTV. <laughs> <laughs> With very high levels of arsenic, by the way. That's what they found in, in, in his Holy body. Holy
1: fuck tons. What a
0: coincidence. Yeah. The Secret Service can... Uh, can now link Herman to the counterfeiting, though, because they got the, ca- the cash, right? All right, right, right. But the murder case, they handed over to the Philadelphia cop shop, the Philadelphia PD. Wow. So now the police uh, investigation. Police are involved in this. They're like, okay, I guess we got to do a job. Go figure. Lazy yeah. asses. Assistant DEA Vincent P. McDevill, McDevitt was given the case in 1939. He, in turn, assigned the case to Michael Schwartz. (laughs) May the Schwartz be with you. Anthony Franchetti and Samuel Riccardi to investigate. Oh, my God. It's a Jew and two Italians. They got an offer for you, too. Hey,
2: hey, Jew boy, come over here. (laughs) Listen to what I got to say. Listen to what I have to tell to you. You listen to what I say. We're going to investigate this guy and we're going to get him, all right? Get over here, you Jew bastard.
1: Dude, we are alienating so many people. (laughs) I'm looking
0: forward to the day somebody fucking finally kills me.
1: Dude, we cannot go out in public anymore, ever.
0: (laughs) That's why I have Ogre as a bodyguard.
1: (laughs) Well, he's not here right now. He can take
0: five or six bullets, and he'd be like, um, no. And keep walking, Yeah, he's like, that's nothing. They immediately uh, connected the case with the rumor of highly, organize, a highly organized poison ring and multiple cases of Italian immigrants with high levels of arsenic found in their blood, oh. so good old Herman and Miss Stella Alfonsi was arrested, and that's you know the dude who died's wife. Gotcha. Miss Alfonsi had purchased a multiple life had purchased multiple life insurance policies on her husband, uh, and, who could not read. Her husband couldn't read. Okay, and had no idea what he was signing. Like, hey, hey, honey, sign this. And then the dipshit goes, eh, must be a good idea," <laughs> because I'm a I'm a total asshole to my wife all the time. She can't be up to nothing nefarious. Yeah, nothing. So he'd signed some of the papers though with just a cross, and others bore Herman's inept attempt to fal- to falsify his signature. Wow. Miss Alphonse had told her husband each policy was rejected. You have a blank look.
1: I missed it because I was doing something. Sorry.
0: Okay, so he's, she's having him sign policy after policy. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, you have to re-sign this one over here because that last one, it was rejected.
1: Oh, so he can get her to sign multiples.
0: Right. Did you have to turn down your volume? I did. I was like over here. the out. Yeah, maxing and relaxing. I'm the fresh prince of Vancouver. Shooting some b-ball outside the school.
2: When
1: a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, got in one little fight, my mom got scared. She says, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air.
0: No, that's not how it goes in my case. <laughs> the Van- The Vancouver police showed up and said, I'll beat him right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do they profile you, Scott?
0: I can't remember where I was or what I ate. All I knew was the blood I could taste. <laughs> they kicked me in the nuts and I got scared. And they said, here's a ticket. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> don't do it again.
0: <laughs> That's me getting pulled over for just even speeding. Yeah. I get tased and beaten.
1: I want to be there.
0: That's why if the speed limit says 35, I'm fucking doing 35. Because <laughs> I do not wanna... doing
1: 34. <laughs> I
0: don't want to get tased again. <laughs>
1: It don't feel good.
0: <laughs> so check this out. We're still in the thirties, right? Right. The policies equated to eight thousand two hundred and fifty dollars in the thirties. That's wow. huge. Now I don't have the, the comparison to what it'd be worth today. It'd be worth a shit ton of money. Yeah. All of the cases had double indemnity clauses and led and led one of the Patello cousins.
1: Petrilo? Yeah, whatever. Patello. Oh,
0: it led to them. You know, it says of. Led to. Okay. No, eh, mistype. That's okay. Each cause of death was listed as a violent accident. Yep. Seventy bodies were exhumed and examined for signs of poisoning.
1: Wow, dude. Seventy. Seventy. Back in the thirties. That's fucked up.
0: That's how they expanded their business. But
1: then you wonder, too. If some of those people wanted to die because of the depression.
0: (laughs) I want to die because I'm depressed reading this shit. No
1: shit, yo. (laughs)
0: Since the ring was uh, treated more like a business rather than a gang family, it didn't take long for the suspects to turn against each other in hopes of lessening their sentences. You know, turn the good old state's evidence. An anonymous uh, anonymous letters were sent providing a 75% accuracy in leads. That's huge. True. Millie Giacubi. Fuck me. The owner of a dry goods store led them to the uh, matrimonial side of the business. And Rosa Carina. Wow. Rosa Carina, a.k.a., Kiss of Death Widow or Death Rose. That is the name of a metal band. That should be the name of a fucking metal band. Death Rose. Or Kiss of Death Metal. No, that's too on the nose. Death Rose is, that's a badass name. That's true. That is a pretty good name. With Morris's uh, secretary, she had five, she had five husbands. I'm letting you wrap your brain around that one.
1: Well, you I'm had not five the only wives, one. So shut up.
0: I have five ex-wives. She had five husbands. She divorced her first husband, Antonio Carbonaro. Lucky him.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Her second husband, Dominic Carina, died in 1931. Antonio Lessi, her third, in 1933. Her fourth husband, Pietro Stea, died from quote heart disease, and diabetes in 1934. She was still married to Isidore uh, Tropia. That is fucking Italian as shit. At the time of her arrest, Tropia was suffering from a stomach ailment and was <laughs> semi-invalid.
1: I wonder what ailment he had. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. It's a coincidence that? <laughs> hmm. I
2: wonder See, if he. See, ha-
1: and people wonder why I don't believe in coincidences.
0: I wonder if he was uh, dying from listening to, uh, to too much Black Sabbath, <laughs> little heavy metal poisoning there. That's
1: right. That's right.
2: <laughs> she was. Acc- I am Iron
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole parody of that one. Uh, anyway, she was acquitted though of Stia's murder.
1: Okay. Okay,
0: so we're back on track. Go. Cool. Yeah. In the murder of Pietro Paroli, uh, who was killed on April 21st of 1935, three women were indicted. Paroli had enough arsenic in his system to have killed two people, even after being buried for four years. Overkill much?
1: No Goddamn. shit.
0: Goddamn. Okay, how much will it take to kill him? About about a quarter of an ounce? We have two-pound bags. Fuck it. That's, that, that works. Totally. Totally, yo. Let's just stuff that all down Totes. there. <laughs> Totes, my goats. Totes, my goats. <laughs> Miss Josephine Sedita fled the jurisdiction. Miss Gavente. Go- I'm going to go with that. Who was convicted by jury and given the death penalty, but got a retrial during which she pled guilty to a second-degree murder charge and was sentenced uh to five to ten years wow she had been released the last was the death rose herself miss rose karina she was actually fucking acquitted
1: really what you know what's really weird is i actually seriously thought you meant death rose and as an rows but now i get it
0: no it is rows
1: oh 'Cause when you said rose I'm they, sorry, R O S E. Yeah, there you go. Duh. You
0: fucking hooked on phonics me. Honest to God, I don't know how the fuck I got an education, got through college.
1: Dude, well, Perfect. I'm so out of it today that it's like I'm having a hard time paying attention, but go.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think it's raining outside, by the way. It looks a little wet. It looks moist. It smells wet, too. I
1: love the smell of a fresh rain.
0: I love the smell of wetness.
1: (laughs) Dude, I hate the word moist now so much because of you.
0: Why? Because when I talk to your mom, I know that she gets moist. I hate you. Miss Karina uh, Favado uh, was well known as the witch in the community. She collected over $128,000. Wow. for the murder of her husband, brother-in-law, and another man, wow. that's a chunk of change today.
1: That is a chunk of change. That's a healthy chunk of change. Uh,
0: because she was attracted to a man by the name of Raffaello Poselli, and and he was an errand boy for the ring. He said, oh, Raffaello, you look so good. Come over here and rub my bootie. Nothing? All right, fine. You know I have nothing. You hear the
1: silence, right? Yeah, you
0: know what? Fuck off. You should be laughing at my jokes. Hate all of you. Susie DeMartino...
1: <laughs> we'll laugh at that one.
0: <laughs> Susie D. Martino turned state's evidence and testified in Favado's trial. She, quote, nursed Martino's common-law husband while he was sick. Oh, okay. At her own trial, she confessed to killing her husband, son-in-law, and her and her part in favito's husband's murder she was sentenced to life in prison so i guess she did it to escape the death penalty did someone fart over there oh i heard oh, something
1: oh I, yeah, I heard it and I was like
0: looking over there somebody over there on the couch is ripping some ass and it's either you or the dog um
1: Dude, if it was my basset hound, you'd hear it because you can hear his farts. I was like, dude, serious. And he'll be standing right next to you farting and look at you like you were the one that did it. (laughs) I'd look at him and go, dude, you can't blame me. I blame you for mine, but shit.
0: Jesus. Josephine Romaldo told reporters uh, she had sought Favato's help regaining her husband's affection. Favato, uh, Favato offered her a charm for $300. Wow. Morris, let's get to Morris, right? My favorite one, the rabbi. Morris, the rabbi, Bulber. Initially, Morris avoided capture, but he, he he eventually turned himself in. He's like, fuck it.
2: I can't do it anymore. I'm out of fresh yarmulkes. I want to go to temple, and these bastards are always after me.
0: He confessed to the murder of Romain Manduik. Manduik, M-A-N-D-U-I-K, Manduik. Yeah. But he was really innocent. Wow. He was a healer, and things just went wrong. So he killed okay. him, but I'm a healer. Things just went wrong. Oops, my bad. Wow. He tried to use his relationship with, uh, with the Sherman family as evidence, which only led to an investigation and arrest of Doris Sherman for the murder of her husband, Abraham, on... July 1st of 1936. (laughs) Way to go fucking over your friends. Police weren't fooled as they'd already had evidence against him, including his involvement in coordinating the death of a lady by the name of Janine Cassetti. Okay. So let's talk about Dominic Cassetti. Janine's husband confessed he had sought help from Josephine Sedetti. Due to the frequent arguments with Janine about him. Okay. okay? Uh, about him being, uh, uh, about him associating with other women, AKA okay. cheating. So they're sitting around going, Oh my God, I think he's cheating on me, rotten bastard. And he's like, No, fuck this. I'm done with your bullshit. You know, I talk to chicks. I'm not cheating on you. Fuck you. Josephine took Dominic down to her candle-lit basement lined with shelves of skulls on them. Okay. She told Dominic to feed some charm powder to his wife, and he agreed to weekly payments in the installment, uh, installments of 160 bucks a week. God damn. Well,
1: back then, that was a lot.
0: I'm wondering. I want these fuckers to be working for me. They're pulling in some major cash. No
1: shit, yo. They're entrepreneurs, bitch.
0: No shit, I'm proud of them. (laughs) When he fell behind on his payments, uh, he was sent to Miss Providezi. Oh, that's that. that Providezi. That's a Michichi. M-I-C-H-I-C-H-I. Yeah, close enough? Okay.
1: I'll let it slide.
0: And threatened him with the evil eye. Janine died June of 1938 of, want to take a guess, how'd she die? Heavy metal poisoning? Arsenic poisoning, yeah. No. Basic bitches.
1: I know.
0: And Dominic was convicted of murder. Good. You know what, Dominic, you should have been. Basic bitch moves like that, you dipshit. When it was clear the police weren't going to be fooled by his act, Morris turned state's evidence against the ring in order to avoid the death penalty. So now we have a guy named John... Cacoparone. Cacoparone. Whatever. His yeah. name's John.
1: <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> fuck his last name.
0: That's, fuck. Goddamn. Whatever
1: man. the fuck his last name is.
0: I'm too hung over to even try to pronounce his pitch. the fuck you pitch. are today. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is Paul's nephew. They <laughs> could have just said Paul's nephew, John. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man.
2: Damn Why researcher. Are you
0: guys against me? I'm hungover Cause, trying cause to read this fun. shit. Yeah, we weren't supposed to be drunk last night. So he, he was currently serving a life sentence from the murder of his girlfriend, Molly, that was a stray, struck Molly, on <laughs> December 13th of it, 1936.
1: Not, we're not talking about
0: ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Not. He claimed previously he had been in the room with Molly and his uncle... And the gun went off during the struggle with his uncle. Okay. Paul per- uh, Petrillo and Roy and Rose Carina testified against him. Okay. John told Philadelphia police Paul had killed his girlfriend and framed him for it because he knew the inner workings of the ring but refused to join. Okay. John was too scared of his uncle at the time to tell the truth. John quoted Paul saying, how do you think I make my money? What do you think happened to Mary Gresso in Jersey City? In Jersey.
1: In Jersey. At least it's not Hoboken.
0: (laughs) Good old Hoboken. Herman Petrillo, upon his arrest, had amazed the prosecution who thought that they were going to have a tough case to prove by not shutting up. So he kept flapping. He named Paul Petrillo and Morris Bobbler, that's the rabbi, as the masterminds of the ring. Herman proceeded to name numerous victims. uh, No, no. I'm not reading these fucking names. We're going to go with numerous victims because all of these have these complex goddamn names that I can't even, if I was sober enough to read them, tell you guys. Just trust me. On on yeah, that's right. Everybody who's on this list, that'll be, and they will be on the blog, just read it. The <laughs> be, be there, son of a bitch. That
1: means I got to type that shit out. Right. off. <laughs> there you go.
0: And masturbated. Overall, 25 cases were tried with 22 wait, convictions. Wait, wait.
1: How do you masturbate?
0: You've never made a turkey, have huh? <laughs> you? <laughs> All I can say is gobble, gobble, baby. Isn't
1: that how you do artificial insemination?
0: <laughs> don't judge me. Don't judge. I don't judge your lifestyle. Don't judge mine. Were
1: you pregnant? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. That's my that's my back alley em- entertainment right there. Don't judge. I, I don't oh, judge people. Oh, my
1: shit tons.
0: Overall, 25 cases were tried with 22 convictions, many receiving the death penalty. Okay. Some of the widows did go to prison, but... Others who provided evidence did not. The ring is estimated to be responsible for between 60 and 100 deaths. Wow. Though given the scope of their operation, this could very likely be a conservative estimate. Herman and Paul yeah, were convicted of first-degree murder and died by electric chair.
1: Ooh, Probably at the same time. In
0: 1941. They went out with a shocking party. Like Like lightning. Greased lightning. Morris died in prison.
1: Greased lightning.
0: I knew you were going to go with that one. Morris died in prison on February 9th of 1954. Miss Josephine Stadita died in San Francisco December 14th of 1968.
1: Oh, she's the one that got acquitted,
0: huh? Uh Uh-huh. Because she never stood trial.
1: Oh, 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 oh,
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Rose, Rose was acquitted. and that's the one that shit. So, Anna, I think those are conservative numbers because if you consider that Rose um, got away with, where was that number? It's was a hundred and some odd thousand dollars.
1: No shit, yo.
0: You know, we can do basic math, and if we, if we know that a charm is like 300 bucks, so if their average is between 300 and a thousand dollars, and one person alone. Yeah. Bagged over like a hundred and twenty thousand or whatever it was dollars. I can't. That's
1: at least a hundred victims.
0: Yeah, at I mean at least that's that's some busy bees right there. Man, yeah. one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars.
1: Oh, so that's a hundred twenty-eight victims. Oh,
0: here we go. Uh, but she collected that for the murder of her husband, brother-in-law, and one other man. So that's all the life insurance shit. So yeah, I think that's. I think the sixty to a hundred deaths is pretty. Conservative, given the scope of their business. Yeah, totally. And that they had, like, you know, offices all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Totally, yo. 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 I got nothing else to add to this shit. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, I'm just, like, floored. Right. I just can't believe so many fucking people were involved, and it lasted for so long.
0: Right, right. Well, I'm not. Let me, let me explain why. People want something that they can grab onto. Okay. okay. Yeah. So let's take—I'm gonna piss off Christians, and I'm glad because I don't believe in it. Let's say Christianity. Why do people go to church and give money to churches?
1: Because <coughs> it's—I mean, it depends if they're raised in it or they are drawn in because of tr- you know trauma in their life and it's comforting.
0: But it yeah. offers hope. Yeah. That's, that's that's the reason. Yeah. It offers some hope and it offers some comfort. So if you're offering people. Hope and comfort, and food. Um, you're going to pay some money for that. Okay, it's no different than what churches do, except that most churches don't, you know, like kill people unless you're Catholics. Then you, you know, Mormons, fucking Mormons, goddamn.
1: I mean, they literally had the yeah, the death, the kiss of death, blood atonement.
0: All right, remember. You can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium. Crime Beat that's on Medium and wherever you get your blogs. Just put in at BrutalNation. It'll pop us up. You could read all about this shit without my stumbling and hungover ass. And I promise fucking... I'll type
1: it when I'm sober.
0: <laughs> trying to maybe stumbling. stone, but sober. I'm just stumbling all over all these goddamn I- Italian names. Jesus Christ. And there is like a shit ton of names, man. Yeah. Might as well be reading the dictionary of Italian <laughs> names. You know? Here's the sp- baby name book. <laughs> Here, here, Here's Mike, the spaghetti, pasta sauce, meat sauce, cannoli, you know, and shit like that. So, yeah, there you go. This is just copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you guys hopefully with a better day tomorrow because I'm starting to feel a little bit better.
1: Me too. Bye. Bye.